The peace of our Lord be with you. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to God's self. With those words, today's epistle lesson takes its place alongside Colossians 1.20, which says that through Christ, God was pleased to reconcile to God's self all things on earth and in heaven. Ephesians 1, 9 through 10, which says that God's will for the fullness of time is to gather up all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. And Revelation 5, 13, which says, then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea singing to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb, blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Verses of Scripture which imagine the whole human family along with all creatures and all creation, eventually, ultimately, eternally reconciled to God and to one another. After all of the guilt has been confessed, after all of the responsibility has been owned, after all the victims have been faced, all the sin has been judged, and all the truth has been told, not without a long, hard hell of judgment, but through a long, hard hell of judgment. At long last, the ultimate will of God ultimately done, which, according to today's passage, was and is the reconciliation of the world through Christ. A possibility which is nothing but joy to many of the world's Christians, but which is as troubling to others as the father's welcome of the undeserving younger brother was to the bigger, better brother in this morning's gospel lesson. Like the older brother in the parable, we fear that a welcome too wide makes reconciliation too easy, turning grace into a timid tolerance, which allows those who do the worst to get away with the most, what Dietrich Bonhoeffer famously called cheap grace. 
which may be why for so many dear and good Christians, not even a long, hard hell, not even a hell of thousands of years or millions of years, where sin is judged, evil is purged, responsibility is owned, and victims are faced, is judgment enough. The only judgment which is sufficient for much of Christianity is a hell which is endless and eternal. The fire of hell, not only always burning, but also always populated. Partly because we don't like the idea of grace beyond the grave. As C.S. Lewis once said, sounding a lot like the older brother in the parable, no one should get to make the right choice after they discover they have no other choice. And also, there is, of course, the fact that the Bible says that the rich man cannot escape the flames to go and be where Lazarus is. And it is appointed unto us once to die, and after that, the judgment. And those who do not believe are condemned already. And no one comes to God except through Christ. It's in the book. You and I have to be careful about staking out where we stand because something is or is not in the book because of the way you and I handle the book. We do not believe that we should give up all our possessions in order to follow Jesus. We don't think there's anything wrong with resisting evildoers. And we continue to get our hair done, buy nice clothes, and wear jewelry. All of which are in direct contradiction of what we find in the book. So folk like us always have to be extremely careful about claiming the authority of the Bible for what we do or do not believe. But having acknowledged that, the fact remains that all of those words are, in fact, in the book. But it is also in the book that in Christ, God was reconciling the whole creation to God's self and that ultimately, eternally, every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea will sing together forever around the throne of God. The whole human family of every time and place, plus all creatures and all creation, reconciled to one another and to God, 
No one coming to God except through Christ because eventually, ultimately, everyone comes to God through Christ. Which, according to today's epistle lesson, is what God had in mind all along from the start. The reconciliation of the whole world. All creation to God through Christ. To which, at one time in my life, I would have said, Well, if God was going to reconcile and redeem the whole creation, then what was the point of Jesus' death? To which today's epistle lesson would say, that was the point of Jesus' death. The point of the crucifixion was the reconciliation of the whole creation. What happened at the cross was that Big. According to today's epistle passage, we haven't made too much of the cross. We've made too little of it. According to today's epistle lesson, the whole point was the reconciliation of the whole world. What happened at the cross was that big, that powerful, that effective, that universal. The whole creation reconciled to God through Christ, not without a long, hard hell of judgment, but through a long, hard hell of judgment, the ultimate will of God ultimately Done. What Acts 3.21 refers to as the universal restoration of all things. Which, if it ever actually comes to pass, will, one imagines, make God as glad as the Father in the parable of the prodigal son who finally had his whole family back together while also making many of the children of God as mad as the bigger, better brother in the story who found in his father's boundless, relentless grace as much calls for grief 
as the other brother found cause for relief. None of us can say with certainty how it will be over on the other side. But as a practical matter for this life, while I cannot speak for you, as for me, the one thing that all of that tells me is that I need to pray for God to give all of us enough of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we will be in this life so in touch with Jesus and so in tune with God that we will never be sad about any inclusion God is glad about and so that we will never be glad about any exclusion God is sad about. That seems to me to be about as basic, simple, and fundamental a prayer as a serious Christian can pray. Oh God, don't let me ever be sad about any inclusion you are glad about. And don't let me ever be glad about any exclusion that you are sad about. That way, our hope for the reconciliation of all will be as deep and as wide as the hope and will and plan of God. Amen.